You are listening to the Techie Leadership Show with Bogdan and Andrei. Hello and welcome to the Techie Leadership Show. Today with me I have Brett Bittner. He helps entrepreneurs build a marketing strategy that gets results. Basically, he'll make you stand out and build a community together. By working freelance and in the gig economy, he had the flexibility to continue his non-traditional collegiate journey while also learning even more about leadership, marketing, and how to run a business. Hi, Brett. How are you? Oh, I'm terrific, Andre. How are you? Same here. Same here. It's it's not a sunny day outside, but I am sunny. I have the sun inside of me, so <laughs> feeling good. Oh, I am very lucky to live in the Sunshine City here in St. Petersburg, Florida. Ah, uh, I am so jealous. So jealous. <laughs> and Brett, do you want to add anything else about yourself? Sure. Uh, I'm originally from Atlanta, and you did uh, touch on my non-traditional collegiate journey. Uh, I graduated from the University of Georgia. Uh, on paper, it took me 20 years to complete a business years. degree. Okay. Uh, in reality, college started at the university right out of high school, um, and okay. I attended until life got in the way. Uh, career huh. stuff kind of took a step outside of being just something that was done uh, while attending college. And two years ago, after a 14-year absence from campus uh, and being determined to finish, there were a few online classes that uh, helped me complete the journey, uh, doing so while working full-time, so I didn't take on student loan debt. Um, But I do have to say that even more important than getting the diploma was the self-development journey uh, since first stepping on a college campus. Yeah, and I bet that's something that's, College is good. It gets you like the, your foot in the door. Sometimes you can do it without it. So it just helps you get meetings easier. <laughs> basically. Oh, indeed. Yeah, but we, but then it's all about you, you, who you are, how much you've invested after college in yourself. And that's what makes things happen. It's not uh, a diploma. Right. But <laughs> Absolutely. It's more about what you know than the sheepskin on the wall. Yes, and being able to show people that you know what you're talking about. <laughs> Absolutely. And with that, I'm really curious about your stories. So um, what would be the biggest leadership success story you've witnessed personally? I actually think that we are seeing it right now. Uh, we're seeing okay. it in ourselves, in the world today, as we respond to the global pandemic and the unique challenges that it presents. Uh, Whether we've been personally affected uh, by the COVID-19 outbreak, whether through infection, loss, or isolation, uh, each of us is struggling, yet continuing to move forward in our own way. Uh, We're struggling to stay afloat, sane, and moving forward, but we're persevering uh, no matter the obstacle. We're looking inward for that guidance to lead ourselves out of crisis, whether we're talking about medical as a direct result of the virus itself, economic through the varying responses that have touched every aspect of the economy um, and our well-being as we move past uncertain times and situations. Yeah, and it's true. You're absolutely right. Now uh, that I'm thinking about it, like everybody with this crisis, most of us became like self-leaders because we had to lead ourselves and make the best decision for ourselves and our loved ones. Uh, And it was a, a tough time, but 
a growth time for around the world. <laughs> so. Oh, you're exactly right. Uh, you know, not necessarily having a lot of the previous interactions that we had, we're having to figure a lot of things out for ourselves. And I think that that self-development is actually going to serve us well uh, going forward as, as we're able to look inward and in the mirror for leadership rather than having to look to others. So, Brett, you're expecting like greater things to happen now all over the world because people developed basically due to this situation. Absolutely. I think adversity is something that gives us a tremendous opportunity. Um, we, we saw with the economic collapse in 2008-2009 uh, worldwide, we saw a tremendous response um, in terms of what we were able to create through the innovations that we have seen since. Uh, we wouldn't have seen things as technologically remarkable as Uber um, or Airbnb. Um, a lot of these things that are coming out of nowhere because people are finding that opportunity. They're seeing where the market has failed thus far and they are improving upon it because they're able to come up with something that is far better than the status quo. Yeah. So would you say that adversity breeds leadership and growth? I, de I definitely think so because we're having to look beyond what we've traditionally seen uh, for leadership. Um, you know, we yes. talked about even here as we, as we face uh, the uncertainty of uh, the COVID-19 pandemic and the ensuing responses and what's going to be happening going forward, we're having to do a lot more introspection as we look inward for the leadership that's going to be what drives us going forward. Yeah, I for one have been like amazed about the, the response of people and how conscious they were and how caring and how much empathy they showed like for other people by staying in house and doing all the stuff that was required to minimize the impact of the global pandemic. Uh, it, it's like if I had like faith in the humankind before, I even have even more now. <laughs> you can double and triple down on it now, right? Exactly. So that, that's good. I like it. I like it a lot. Um, and when it comes to leadership failures, uh, what's like the biggest one that you had the unfortunate experience of witnessing? Well, I think it's unfortunately something that happens far too often. It's far too common. And it comes down to criticizing others, uh, especially in public. Uh, regardless of what the situation is, we're far too quick to bring attention to an area that needs attention um, without considering the sensitive nature of providing feedback. Not everybody is ready to have a conversation about their perceived shortcomings, especially not in front of others. Uh, so often we'll see a manager ripping into a team member for doing something incorrectly in front of customers uh, or other team members, or we'll even have customers that are flipping out. You know, the, the term here is Karening um, as they, uh, they go, <laughs> yes. they, they go far too far uh, in trying to get, uh, you know, trying to talk to the manager. Um, you know, we have a, we have an opportunity to really listen um, and try to understand in a private setting um, when we have these difficult conversations rather than having them within the earshot of others because we aren't considering how that interaction is going to affect the other person in the conversation, is going to affect the people that are around us um, and what their needs are both in that situation and in the background that actually affected those actions. And to me, not being cognizant of that is probably our biggest leadership failing collectively. 
Yes, it is. It's something that uh, it's kind of hard, especially because usually when you want to criticize somebody, it's something happened. Maybe you had a bad day and just just snap on the moment, and it right. takes a lot of self restraint to to say, okay, I'll put it for later. And it's it's the the mantra should be like praise in public and criticize in private. Absolutely, and, I think that's that's a great way to look at it because often we're we're so quick to want to jump on to correcting bad behavior. Um, when in actuality, we are able to catch more good behavior than we are taught good behavior. Um, and so we're going to see that by jumping on that first opportunity, you actually end up in a kind of a poor situation uh, when it comes to how your interaction goes. Uh, while you thought you were catching something in the moment, you end up hurting the overall conversation by not being yes. able to have a difficult conversation or provide feedback uh, in a private way. Exactly, that's that's important. You're not criticizing, you're providing feedback, which is not the positive feedback, it's more on the negative side. You try to make the sandwiches, some positives, some negatives, some positives. Right. Like, uh, and, uh, but I'm really curious, like from, uh, from your standpoint, um, is it, do you also find it, it's, it gives you like, because you don't jump on it, as you said, and you do it in private, you also have some time to gather more information about it. And maybe you were wrong and you don't need to have the conversation. Do you find that happening also? I think it's very important to, to not jump on it immediately because you can further investigate. You can find out from that person. You can have a conversation with that person before you even offer any feedback to see if there's anything yeah. in the background, something that you're not considering, something that's happening at home, a struggle that they're having, having that leads to a behavior that you haven't seen before, especially, um, or when you're seeing something that's negative, you may not be considering all of those factors uh, when when you jump on something immediately in, in an attempt to, to nip something in the bud right away, you're not able to actually get everything that you need. Um, when you have those conversations in private, you're going to be able to schedule it. You're going to be able to offer a yes. little bit more um, in the way of taking a look and listening and gathering facts before you jump right into something that you may actually make worse by doing so right away. Yeah, and I think it's a good idea to be slow to criticize and fast to praise. <laughs> Absolutely. Nobody's gonna, yeah, nobody's going to get mad if you praise, even if you praise somebody that maybe didn't deserve it, but you find other people do to that and you praise more. But if right. you're if you're fast on criticism, uh, nobody's going to want to tell you anything in the team. <laughs> you're exactly right. What's going on? You're going to be like a marginalized leader. <laughs> Indeed. Not, not, not good. Um, and you know what uh, I'm really interested I'm really curious about your leadership philosophy so what would it be well if I had to put it into as few words as possible uh, it would be guided by mission and driven by purpose uh, and I say okay. that because without knowing our mission how can we add value to an organization our community or the world um, and if you are able to consistently ask why you can know the purpose or the meaning behind something rather than just having an instruction manual for accomplishing tasks. We are able to understand the significance of each aspect of our role in achieving the overarching mission, and we can align our activities, our goals, and our strategies toward that. 
And by knowing and sharing that mission and our part of it, we're able to develop people's own desire to be a part themselves and to be creative in achieving uh, by including their background and expertise as they apply it to each problem that we need to solve. Awesome. There's so much stuff there to unpack. Uh, but I would like, like to make um, a, li a little like uh, parallel because you've been working as a freelancer in the in and in the gig economy. So basically, you had to work with different customers a lot of time, and it's an opportunity you don't really get if you have if you're working like for a company. Usually, you always have a customer, the end customer, and if you're lucky, you get in contact with them. So I'm curious, like, what leadership lessons uh, and how being guided by a mission and driven by purpose applies to working with end customers of the work you're doing and being a leader to them and helping them realize, like, the benefits you're providing for them? Well, the opportunity that I have is to work with a lot of entrepreneurs who are uh, trying to define that for themselves. And by asking a lot of the why questions that I do, I'm able to better communicate with them and for them uh, what it is their mission actually is. That's actually one of the very first exercises that we undertake to see if um, a potential client is actually going to be a client. Um, if I'm not able to get behind their mission, uh, then I don't know my purpose as a part of what it is that we're going to do together. And so when it comes to the work that I've done, uh, I, I want to make sure that we are all aligned. We all have the same goals and objectives as they align together to reach their particular mission. And if I can't buy into it, it's not going to be a good fit. And it's something that I'm not going to be able to, to produce my best work. And that's one of the things that I communicate when we have our initial conversation or consultation. Um, we want to talk about those things that are important to them. And I want to know what their mission is and how I can be a part of it and how we can achieve that together. Because it really is about me helping uh, to get them where they need to be. Yeah. And that shows like your leadership. And it's something that, even leaders in corporations should do it and for their teams like, guys, this is our mission and try to get as much buy-in uh, for that mission. And Well, and when, when you have a mission that you can easily point to, you're able to bring people on and who can align themselves with it. They're going to figure out very quickly if they are going to be rowing with you in that boat or if they need to hop off and hop in another boat that isn't going to the same place. If you guys aren't aligned in your mission, you're not going to be able to reach your desired outcomes. And when you don't reach those outcomes, you're definitely not going to be happy with the people that were rowing, whether they were rowing with you, not rowing at all, or were rowing against you, unbeknownst yeah. to you, the leader, exactly. as you were headed in that one direction. And do you have some tips on how to build this alignment? I think so maybe you're very, there but you need a little more so I think if you are able to clarify exactly what the mission is um, then everybody is looking toward that outcome so if you can align everybody toward um, your desired outcome for the community for the world how you're adding value 
you're going to be able to build the team that can support that. You're going to be able to align together because everybody knows the mission. It's one of those situations where you can talk and you can talk, but if you aren't actually speaking to it and you're speaking around it, you're not going to get everybody aligned in the same way. When you have everybody aligned together, everyone is bought into that mission. They're all going to be working toward that and they're going to be bringing what they can from their diversity of background and thought and experience toward that. And in doing so, you're going to have a much stronger uh, effort from the entirety of the team because they are all supporting that mission. They know that if they can't support that mission, then that's not the team that they should be a part of. And those are conversations that you can have down the road, especially when you inherit a team. Yes. The beauty of building a team and because I have the good fortune of working with a lot of entrepreneurs that are building they a team, they're budding, yes. they are just starting to align that way. And when they understand it, they can communicate it to the team that they're bringing on board. They can build a team of people that are able to align with that mission. They are able to find the purpose of each person that's a part of that team that helps to complement one another as they coalesce toward that mission. Awesome, awesome stuff. And Brett, I have like a big, big ask from you now. If sure. you could give like uh, an example off the top of your head of a clear mission statement. That's... Uh, well, yeah. I think that, that you have, it, it isn't necessarily about a mission statement. It is a, the incorporation of exactly what the outcome you see for your organization is. I know that I'm going to be helping budding entrepreneurs uh, go beyond their side hustles and build their dream job. Yes. For me, that is the mission. And knowing that at Beyond Your Side Hustle, which is the digital marketing firm that, that, I, yes. that I operate and founded, uh, by knowing that that's what we're doing, then I know that everybody that works with me is going to be focused on that same thing. We are focused on those budding entrepreneurs helping them to define a strategy. All of those things work together because at the end of the day, we are helping those people build their dream business and in effect, their dream job. Exactly. And I love how you have like a big to the core of it, the beneficiaries of, uh, of all the work that you're doing who, and the value you're providing for them. And you know exactly who's the target and this is how they're going to, to be better off by working with us Really good stuff. Really, really good stuff. Um, and for aspiring leaders, what would be top three leadership tips you would have for them? Well, my very first one is to be kind. Um, you need to be kind no matter what. It doesn't matter who you're interacting with or why. Um, being kind no matter the situation shows more about your character than it does about others. And kindness is always remembered. The beauty of kindness is it's free. Um, and you don't need to underestimate sure its is. value just because of that price tag. Um, you're in the act of lending your strength to someone else to help shore up any weakness that they may have. And that is by far the number one tip that I have for anybody, whether in business, in leadership, or in life, um, is to be kind. Uh, my second tip for a, a new leader or an aspiring leader is to ask questions and especially ask why. Uh, you may be an expert in what it is that you do, but unless you're a mind reader, you're not going to know the motivation of others behind their actions. 
Uh, there may be a reason that something occurs or is done a certain way that you may be completely blind to, but you're able to ask about it. You're able to serve others as you listen to their response. And you're also going to be able to learn about others by listening yeah. to how they reach their, their outcome and how they act. And having knowledge is far better than lacking it. Yeah, for sure. And then the final of those three tips that I have uh, for aspiring uh, leaders is know that you are in a place to serve others. Uh, if you are somewhere that has an organizational chart, the higher you move on it, the more people you serve. It's not the other way around. You are in place to serve the community. You are responsible to them and their needs, whether that's your team, whether that's a team that works with you in tandem with you, or that's the customer, you are building a community and you are responsible to them and the needs that they have. Yeah, that is so true. And it goes like, I like how they all go together, like being kind, if you're kind, you're going to serve other people and help them. And to be able to help them correctly, you need to ask questions to be able to find out how in what areas you need to help them. <laughs> and what they want to achieve. Nice. I like it. And and that's something really important is asking questions. I found it it's really important. But another key to it is if you're asking questions and you get answers, show the person that you're actually doing something with those answers. Not just asking questions for the sake of conversation, asking questions and no action happens afterwards because it's not good. <laughs> You're exactly right. Well, you know, we have two ears and one mouth for a reason. Yes. And far too often we are looking to use that mouth just to respond. We are thinking about the other thing and we're not listening ourselves. Um, and by focusing on what they're actually saying and having a thoughtful reply that's relevant to what they are bringing to the table, uh, you are definitely serving others. Yes. And Brett, I know that you've read a lot and you went <laughs> listen to podcasts and studied and invested in yourself. I'm really curious, what's the book that had the most profound impact on you? Well, I think it has to be Dale Carnegie's How to Win Friends and Influence People because it is a literal guide for interacting with others. And you would be surprised how many people fail at that despite having been living or in business for years. Um, even those people that are seen as successful uh, often really do not do a good job of interacting with others. People are just willing to go along to get along and get what they can out of that person rather than actually uh, coexisting in the community with that person. And as soon as there is a better opportunity to, to interact in the community that doesn't include that person, they will. Yes, and the idea is to build a community and make it bigger and bigger and help people make connections and work together. Not, don't have everything flowing just towards you. Have right. other connections happening and then they're going to do stuff amongst themselves and they're going to say, oh, we should also involve uh, the, the person that connected us. Let's get him at the right moment yep. then. Yeah, so it's, it's all it helps like creating synergies between people and letting them do stuff and you're going to benefit. It's, it's, it's a leap of faith in a way <laughs> to do it. A little bit. I think though that you end up seeing those results far quicker than, uh, than you would expect. It's not necessarily a leap of faith. What you put out does come back to you. Yes. You just have to do it and then you're going to Absolutely. see the results. 
And Brett, if people want to find out more about you, where should they go? Uh, one of the things that uh, we operate at Beyond Your Side Hustle is beyondyoursidehustle.com. Um, it isn't strictly digital marketing because without n knowing a lot of the why, we can't be as effective as I talked about before. I also have a podcast myself called Hustleberg. It's focused on uh, entrepreneurs here in St. Petersburg. Uh, not only do we talk about businesses and interview business leaders here, uh, entrepreneurs that are involved in uh, their business, um, we also answer questions from the audience about digital marketing, about leadership, about management. Uh, so it isn't just a local podcast, although it does have a local uh, tilt because of the focus that we have for our local entrepreneurs as we showcase them. Yes, and you can take like winning ideas from, from St. Petersburg, Florida, and then Apply them in another city. That's a half of the America. <laughs> a lot of the things that I uh, that I learn are universal, and they work anywhere. Yes. And I'll put the links in the show notes so people can check them out. And I highly recommend they do. It's been a pleasure having you on the show, Brett. Thank you so much. Well, thank you very much, Andre. Okay. Bye bye. That was today's episode. Tune in daily. Rate, like, subscribe, and share, please. Oh, you can find further info and materials in the show notes on techyleadership.com, including links to the guest book recommendations.